Hi everyone, welcome back to A Cup of Cozy. My name is Oriana. And I'm Wanda. Today is Saturday, October 19th. I wanted to take this opportunity. First of all, our podcast is always sponsored by Amazon and we're in partners with Goop. Also, I wanted to take this opportunity. Um, my birthday is a week from Tuesday and Halloween is two days after that. So um, on the 31st, the contest all throughout previous podcasts are going to kind of wrap up. So if you want to go back and listen to any of the previous podcasts, um, I have them marked which ones have the contest and stuff in it so you can win something cute and you get a body part with it. Um, that's going on. So make sure you answer or you enter before the 31st. And that can be by midnight on the 31st. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, anything else? Oh, yeah, I have a bunch of things to talk about. You said hello, right? I did say hello. Okay. The first thing I wanted to talk about, I know I talked about it in a previous podcast, but because my dogs just got another two of them today, I want to talk about it one more time. Um, I have a friend. She lives in Texas. She's on the internet. She has a dog. Her dog also has an Instagram. Her dog's name is Holly. You can follow her dog, which is Holly underscore world. And she is a wonderful person. She makes these custom-made pajamas. She started making them for Holly and her other rescue dogs, but um, people started complimenting her so much on them that she started making them. And the money goes to pay for vet bills for dogs that she fosters or adopts, and it also goes to other animal charities. And they are the most adorable pajamas. They come in all sizes. She custom makes them adorable patterns. Um, Follow my dogs on Instagram and me on Instagram because I will post and I'll link everything. But the pajamas are just so cute. They fit so well. Um, And if you guys have dogs, and they go all different sizes, but if you guys have dogs that are around the size of my dogs, um, my dogs both wear an extra small. And like I said, the patterns are adorable. Uh, so, and you can order them on hollycentral.com. Also, I know, are you looking for facts? Do you have facts? I have, I have okay, facts. but before we get into that, we want to talk about if you guys have been following along this month, we're watching a bunch of scary movies. We have some suggestions from you guys. We're going to watch another one today. Um, and we watched, so far we have watched um, In the Tall Grass, Open House, and just two days ago... We watched Hereditary. Now, here's the story with Hereditary, okay? I'm not going to... Well, maybe I'll give spoilers. So, if you haven't seen Hereditary right now, I, I might... I don't think there is too many because I don't think there's really anything to spoil. It is not your conventional scary movie. It is not scary in the sense of, like, monster scary. It's also not scary in the sense of, like, The Shining scary. No, very different. Because The Shining has a lot of... The Shining is what I like to call a building horror movie. And what I mean by that is that the the creepiness starts to build and build and build. And it comes to a crescendo towards the end of the movie. Um, The thing with Hereditary, it's kind of psychological. It's gory. A little bit. A little bit. Not terribly. But... I wasn't super affected, and um, I'm always the gauge to go by because I'm scared of everything. Mm-hmm. What I found was I wasn't scared. There was two parts where I was like, that is really screwed up. Three parts. I'm not comfortable about that. Well, one part you didn't see that I'm referring to. Okay. And then that was it. Yeah. The only thing that happened after that is for two nights, like last night and the night before that, 
I thought about it for a second, but not to the point of like when I saw the ring, I was panicked. Like, All the I time. I thought about same. the ring constantly, and I would picture things coming up my stairs, and I was freaked out, and I was really. This I thought about twice because there's a certain sound that happens in that in the movie mm-hmm. Hereditary, and I thought I heard it last night. So I was a little freaked by that, but um, you know, I was watching something funny on television. I just got back engrossed in what I was watching on television, and all is well. I wouldn't say it's a bad movie. I'd say it's strange. It is strange. It's spooky strange. And it's also not psychologically scary either. I would say more though on the edge of psychological no, than like... No, like you know like, House on the Left? Last House on the Left, Last yeah. House on the Left. That's psychological scary. Or um, what's that movie... Shutter Island that Leonardo DiCaprio's in. That is me. Also, please, favorites. yes, watch that. You haven't seen but, Shutter Island. Yeah, there's like it's scary I movie. would say there's three or four parts that are really disturbing. The rest of it is kind of like, okay. But see, that's what happened to me. Same thing. It's like the past two nights like I've thought about something from it, but that's it. So today we're gonna watch this um this movie. It's something about like a witch. I think it's about a witch. I don't really know. It's not the movie Witch, which I've seen in, which is also really fucking weird. Um but we're also going to, I don't know if it's out anywhere yet, like um, on Amazon Video or Netflix or something like that. Um, I'm going to try to watch Midsummer, which is by the same people that made Hereditary. So I wonder if it's the same type of thing. So I would say if you're like a jump scare person, you're not going to be scared. It's no. not really scary. I think the person that described it to me as like they said, you'll be scared like a two or a three, traumatized maybe about like a 75. It's more traumatic yeah, than. Okay, so I have some, uh, I have news, but I also have some interesting Halloween facts. This to me is the most bizarre fact I've ever learned about Halloween in my life. You are twice as likely not, I repeat, not to be killed or die on Halloween. Less people get killed or die on Halloween than any other day of the year. I kind of love that. That's kind of strange to me. But awesome. Right? Okay. In countries like France and Australia, Halloween is thought as way too commercial and considered an unwanted holiday. And that's not the only two places. Okay. Here is probably the cutest thing I've ever heard. I really enjoyed it, so I'm going to share it with you. And then I'm going to tell you something funny. Okay. According to National Retail Federation, 45% of people in America dress up for Halloween. Okay. Well, a little less than half of you. 33% will throw a Halloween party. 72% will hand out candy. Mm-hmm. 46% will carve a pumpkin. 20.8% will visit a haunted house, mm-hmm. and 11.5% will dress up their pets. And if you're me, you will successfully do all of them, <laughs> which is a fact. I do all those okay, things. Okay, now this is very, very cute. I'll get to that first. Uh, Boston, Massachusetts holds the record for the most jack-o'-lanterns lit at once. Ooh. It is 30,128. Very nice. And the... Village Halloween Parade in New York City is the largest Halloween parade held in the country, the United States of America. And here is something very cute. Comedian John Evans once quipped, what do you get if you divide the circumference of a jack-o'-lantern by its diameter? 
I don't know. Pumpkin pie. How cute is that? That's pretty cute. Okay, that it's the same thing if you're familiar with cute. pie, which is actually spelled P-I. That's what he's talking about. So that's a very cute fact. Okay. Very cute. Love yes, that. Yes, yes, indeedy. Alrighty, now, here's the interesting things that I have to talk about. Okay. Uh, there's a woman who has gone on several cruises, and she has taken pictures of herself standing on the railing of the cruise ships. Now, if you've seen the railing of a cruise ship, for those of you that haven't been <laughs> on a cruise ship, um, it's about three inches wide. It, it's not intelligent it's to do that. Think about the railing going up your staircases. That's how big it is. Right, when you're like in public. She stands yeah. on it and takes selfies. She has been banned for life for going on cruises. Like, kind of, I'm, I'm here for it. Like, stop being an idiot. Stop being an idiot. Shit. Okay, can't. have you seen that thing on Facebook where they show you people's photos, like, minutes before they die doing something stupid? Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Do you ever see that couple that they, like, he holds her, like, yeah, out of it? Really, I'm really, sorry. Really. I don't care how much I fucking love you. There's no one that I think could keep me from, like, falling to my death like that. Sorry. I, I think it's really ridiculous. Okay, here's good news. Kellogg's is partnering with gay rights groups for an all-together Twitter, uh, for an all-together serial, and Twitter is unhappy about this. Fuck that. Kellogg is partnering with Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, GLAD, to bring all of its iconic serials together in one box for the first time to take a stand for the LBGTQ this community. This is so cute. I'm so and emotional. And stop bullying. It will have a variety pack that includes cornfrank. <laughs> Corn flakes, Fruit Loops, Frosted Flakes, Frosted Mini Wheats, Raisin Bran, Rice Krispies, all in the same box to celebrate Spirit Day, to go against anti-bullying, and for the more accepting world of the LGBTQ youth. The package, which features all of the mascots on the front, too, will run for $20.00. And they will donate fifty thousand dollars to Glad. I'm so, so excited if you guys can about get this the cereal. Get it? Go get it. I'm, I'm going certainly going to look for it. I love this it. so much. Also, fuck Twitter. Twitter's a fucking cesspool. So is Facebook. Fuck Facebook. Um, you know, I get happy every time I get banned from those things, but really, or are we talking about like Twitter, like people on Twitter are unhappy? Yeah, people are unhappy. Okay, well, fuck the people on Twitter. But, yes, also fuck Twitter because I've been suspended from Twitter so many times for saying shit. But, like, welcome to 2019, almost 2020 in America. Everybody is equal. And if you don't believe that, I fucking love you. And I have to tell you, you, taking a company like Catalog, what a cute way to do it. So, like, like it makes cute, so much sense, It makes though. sense. Like, okay. It's, it's also, I think, a really good metaphor because you... How silly to discriminate against different cereals. Right. I like but all yeah, the cereals. But yeah, we can do that for people. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, like... Oh, no, don't... Not, not the Frosted Flakes. You know, that's the same thing with people. It's like, just like... Have you it? ever seen that? It's um, a photo, and they have a brown egg and a white egg, and they crack them both open, and there's both just yellow yolk and, like, the clear stuff inside. It, like, makes a lot of sense. That I love that. We're going to let you guys know if we get the cereal. And if you guys get the cereal, let us know. I love that. Do you have anything else you want to share? Uh, let's see. If uh, Florida is now being battered by very high winds and a very big tornado. Oh, boy. And nearly 10,000 people are without power. power. Oh, maybe 100,000. Yep, I'm sorry, 100,000. Mm. Not too cool. That, that's mm -hmm. really awful. And also, I want to talk about this because this is something that affects us um, 
every day as women and men too. I can't discriminate against men. But um, if any of you know, uh, Jenna Dewan was married to Channing Tatum. I always do that. I always say Channing Tatum. And they are divorced. They have a child. And they broke up. And he started dating pretty quickly after that. She didn't know anything about it. He never mentioned it to her. And she was alone on an airplane and read it on the internet. Um, this is twofold for me. I don't believe, of course, if you're divorced, you don't owe your ex-person anything. But they have a child together. So that means he has contact with her. Right, you if have to be speaking. If you're divorced and you two walk away from each other and never speak to each other you again. You don't have to. That's, that's fine. fine. You don't have to say anything. But you have a child. And because you start seeing someone else, that person is more than likely going to be in that child's life. So I feel very, very strongly about the communication of what's right and what's wrong. And I'm not here to preach how you run your relationships, but I think that if you have a child with someone and you're seeing them on a regular basis to pick up your child and discussing things with them, the least you could do is say, just so you know, I'm dating. And when you find someone else, say, I'm dating someone else exclusively. Right. That's that's you owe it to them. I'm sorry. Because guess what? They were married for quite a while. And dated even longer. I think they dated for like three years before they even got yeah. engaged. So I think that's well, kind that of was crappy. Sh- when I read it the other day, and to read something that so many girls have okay. gone through. And I'm sure men too. But to read it, like she had to read about it by herself on an airplane was just but I mean, like. I'm sure men go through too. Yeah. Or women decide they're moving on. Yeah. And they don't tell their like, father about I'm sorry. Like you that. you need that communication. You're adults. There's a there's a baby involved or babies. Mm-hmm. In their case, just a baby. Right. But. And I think it's also important that in some cases, when we're quite young, we make very poor choices. Of course. In relationships. But I'm going to go out on a limb here as far as to say, if you married someone, there was love there. Mm-hmm. At one time, and whether that love diminishes over years, goes away quickly, never comes you back. You have to remember that there was love. You love that person. So even though you're not with them, there should always be some sort of memory of that love. And therefore, there should be kindness subjected to that person. And there should just be a little bit more decorum on your part to say, hey, they might feel bad. Or they might not be over it. Oh, I agree. Know? And I, I just think that's really Apparently wrong. Apparently he didn't. Really wrong. And it was a dick move. Honestly, a you know, full dick and move. And I gotta be really honest. I never really liked him. I, I thought they were cute together. But, you know, and in another aspect, this is another thing that kind of goes hand in hand with that. This is what happens when you as fans try to couple people. Because there is some girl or a boy on an airplane reading... Oh, the man that I'm involved with or the woman that I'm involved with, someone thinks someone else should be involved with them. Yeah, that's that's fu- hurtful that's too. Fucked up and weird. So we have to be real careful about the things that we do with relationships. We have to kind of respect people's relationships. And if you like them together on television or off television, it's not up to you. Right. You can you can like them together on a TV show, but you have to remember that's fake. But I mean, you know, like mm-hmm. I was just thinking, imagine like someone Okay, the reason I'm thinking of this is, and I'll tell you why. I recently read something about Sophie Turner. Mm-hmm. Because, as you know, her husband dated quite a few famous people. Mm-hmm. And she said she was once sitting on an airplane reading an article about relationships, and they used him as an example. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. And you know what? Yes, he did all, date all those people, but she said what hurt her is that so many people were like, yeah, he should have married her, or she should have married her. Not Sophie, not Sophie. Not your business. Just be the fan and move the fuck on. And that's the right. thing that gets me crazy. And me too. Okay. I agree with that. So we're, that's all my news. we're now going to get into today's topic, which is, it's very interesting. I like today's topic because we always hope here that the topics that are very personal to us, you get a little bit more insight into what we're really like. Because like I said, it always is very important to me that people that meet me, meet her, are very much like, oh, they're the same people that we hear on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Now... Except, of course, in person, I'm much more pretty. Well, no one can see us right now. <laughs> I know, that was the joke for me. I'm also, I'm also a dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say that my coffee today is absolutely delicious. I have Oreo creamer in it. Yeah, we've talked about our other The Oreo cream is really good, you guys. Oh, by the way, speaking of someone called someone called me a dumb bitch because I don't like pulp in my orange juice. They're like, you're not a fucking real adult. And I'm like, pulp is gross. Who likes pulp in their I, orange I juice? I can eat an orange and that has pulp. I just don't want to drink, drink it. Drink it. Ew. It's, it's like, it feels weird to choky. drink. It feels weird to drink something that has a texture because mm -hmm. most drinks don't have a texture. That's why in general, and I, I liked it in the beginning, but the Starbucks dragon drink it got kind of pulpy, and I was not kind of about it after a while. Yeah. Anyway, so. This, this particular topic is exclusively how Oriana is perceived. And, and exclusively and how kind of why I'm perceived, and we want to clear that up. Right, and kind of why, and I think why we get called certain things because of that. Now, again, we're just going to touch back on something that we talk about. My coffee's just so good. A lot on here is our different personality types. While we are both Scorpios, I am an October Scorpio. She's more an Middle end. Ombre. She's more of an end Scorpio. No. Middle Scorpio. I am a Scorpio through and through. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But there's some things about you that are not Scorpio-ish. My sex drive, absolutely. We're not talking about that. Okay, we're just putting it Everyone's now killing themselves. <laughs> like, we don't want to think about that. But I think it's weird. Why? I have to be honest. I think it's weird to think that, like, everybody... Everybody dies, everybody lives, and everybody boom, boom. No, you remind me of the guy on 90 Day Fiance. Who? Annie's husband. I love Annie and her husband. I know, They're me too. They're my favorites. 90 Day Fiance. Oh, and fucking Temptation Island. We're on the second season of the new Temptation Island. That shit's, we'll talk about that in another podcast. Yeah, anyway, to our so our topic basically, we talk about this all the time, is although we're both Scorpios, we have different personality types. And if you want to know your personality type, you can just Google the Myers-Briggs personality test and there's a bunch of them. You are? Yes. What is your personality sure. type? You I'm don't want to tell people? It. No, I'm not. It's a secret. Okay. I'm an extrovert. Um, I'm an introvert. There's a specific type of extrovert that I am. I think it's an E, ENTP. Yes. I think that's what you are. I'm an e I have a folder on it on my Pinterest. Which I will tell you what you are. I'm an second. ENTP. Hold on, let me check that oh, out. What happened? Joe Namath just. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let's all jump out the window. Are you kidding me? Where is my? Oh yeah. By the way, follow me on Pinterest. Oriana Marie Rose. It's linked below. I post such cute shit on here. Oh. I'm glad you like yourself. Okay. Yes, I am an ENTP. And you want to tell them what that means? Sure. Hold on. And then you can go from the rest of it. 
This is so annoying. Okay. So it basically, um, they're known as the innovators or the great debaters. Uh, I'm very idea oriented. I'm very strong willed. Uh, I like to argue and it basically, it stands for extroverted intuition, introverted thinking. So my thoughts are all inside. My extroverted, my intuition is outward, introverted thinking extroverted feeling and introverted sensing is basically the differences of mine and i am an infj so wait but basically going back to my personality is my feelings stay in my thoughts don't my feelings stay inside and my physical stress I keep to myself. Like if I'm struggling or hurting, I don't let that out, which is very true. But the rest of me is all out there. Go ahead, back with yours. Um, I'm an INFJ, and that's the rarest type of personality. Um, INFJs tend to be deeply and emotionally intelligent. They're natural counselors. They feel emotions extremely deeply. So anything that I feel, happiness, sadness, it's magnified um they're sensitive they feel misunderstood what else can i tell you about them um they're highly ethical which i am i'm very fair i have a lot of integrity mm -hmm. i'm very loyal i like organization i take criticism to heart and let me see this is something that i think is really important they describe an INFJ as a child is, I want to fall in love with Cinderella and live happily ever after. There's so much love, so many surprises, and so much suspense. And as an adult, they're like, I sort of hope I find someone I can trust who will know things about me, commit to a lifetime of not being hated or, fur or furloughed about my emotions while I need to sometimes be by myself. And sometimes when I'm with you, I'm happily ever after. And sometimes when I'm alone, I'm happy. So it's a very two different types of personalities. So I think through that, sometimes there are aspects of our personalities that are misconstrued as mean. Um, and I think that that has, because a lot of the time people will say to me, you're being mean. You're being mean, you're being mean. I get told I'm mean constantly. You're rude, you're a bitch, you're mean. And I think, drum roll people, the reason... <laughs> That people think that I mean is just because I'm honest. I think people mistake my honesty for me being mean. Because if I've said something about somebody or even called someone a name, people are like, you're being mean. Am I or am I being honest? And it's very funny because I said this to you the other day. We were talking and she said, people are always telling me I'm mean. And I said, I think people misconstrue. Mm -hmm. What is mean for you just telling your feelings mm -hmm. like they are without a filter on them? And it's always important to have a filter in certain cases. But if you're asked something, right, if or you're on a podcast, mm -hmm. or you're talking about a bunch of things, you know, Ori would not, of course, walk into a hospital. I'm not going to walk up to you. Okay, let's say I'm in the mall, right? 
even if I think that you look fucking ridiculous, I'm not going to walk up to some random person and be like, hey, you know what? You look fucking ridiculous. If you came over and asked me, I would say, you know what? I think you kind of look ridiculous. Right. And I... I think, like I said, did everybody you, has a filter right. factor, and everybody does need to exercise that filter Like, factor. but did you want me, so then come over to me and state it. I want you to tell me that I look good. Because then, okay. But I sure. also think in, in a case like with you, mm-hmm. if you say to somebody, how does this look? I think you should preface that with, be honest, mm-hmm. I can take it. Don't be mean, just kind of give me an idea, or... Just tell me it looks good because I already like it. And that will help people because I always ask when I put something on how does this look. And I really want to know how And she will look. literally say, be honest. Right. Tell and me I will do the same. But I think because that's been a really long-standing thing. Like I said, constantly people are being like, you're being mean. You're being mean. I'm not. It's just people don't like honesty. I'm very <laughs> outwardly honest about who I don't like. And why I don't like them. And I also think if you're in the middle of something on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, wherever you are, and there's something going on and you say to somebody, you're a bitch. Right. That's your honest opinion. If you don't know the person and they're not in the conversation and you pick a random person on Twitter and say, you're a bitch. You know what? I'm looking at your face. I think you're a bitch. That's mean. Right. And I think you need to really distinguish as people... What is the difference between total raw honesty or actually actual being meanness? Bullying people, making fun of people for their race, their sexual orientation, the way that they look. That's being mean. Making fun of somebody is being mean. Unless it's in comedy, because then it's okay. And I also think, like I said, people will sometimes say, Well, you guys preach about not bullying, but you're bullying people. I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, I've now known Oriana for 29 years. I've birthed her, raised her. I see her all the time. We speak all the time. We adore each other. We're together a lot. We also fight a lot. The one thing I can tell you is she does not go out of her way to start an argument with someone or to specifically be mean to them. And that's why I wanted her to do this podcast, because I really think people need to step Mm -hmm. back and say, oh, I get it. Because it isn't about her going out of her way to be mean. It's either someone has attacked her. Right. Attacked someone that she loves or cares about. Attacks a cause that she believes in. And then she becomes not mean, but honest. She becomes Mm -hmm. her true self. You're not going to get Ori to be nice to you simply because the world thinks you're nice. She's going to treat you as you treat her. And I think that was why we want to talk about it. Because specifically, I was having a conversation. I called somebody a name. I'm not going to say everything again. I called somebody a name. And if you want to know, so we can put it out there, I called this person a name because they were moving in on my friend and I didn't like it. And I thought you were using an opportunity to use my friend. And I wasn't going to let it happen. Especially because I will call people out. Like, if you're younger than me, but now you're suddenly going to claim, like, you love this person or you love this thing, I'm going to be like, that's kind of impossible. Because, like, 
I was young starting to like, like these things or watch these things or do these things. So it's impossible for you to kind of try to move in on a situation. It made me uncomfortable. And people said that I was being mean because I said something that people deemed as mean. But if you look at the situation, was I being mean or was I being factual? Because what I called this person is a fact that is an undeniable fact. Right. If you look at them. <laughs> Not, again, you can say that I'm being mean, but you all think it. You're just afraid to say it. And I think, I, I, and that's I think the that's conversation wrong. we had the other night was I said it and you said, I don't think that people realize like you're really being honest. You're not doing it to be mean. And I wasn't. I was just like, listen. You're, I also stop. think that mean is if there's a little kid walking on the sidewalk, you know, sucking on a lollipop and knock it out of their hand. Right, like step that's on mean. it. Mean is not saying you're being an opportunist. Mm -hmm. You're being a gold digger because you are be exhibiting behavior that is indicative of those things. It's just like, okay, like I was talking about in a previous podcast that we went to like IHOP and it was really crowded and there was like a lot of kids. Me being mean would be going over and saying to the kids, shut the fuck up, go home, do whatever. Me being honest is saying, I think that there should be certain areas of a restaurant for children to sit because I, not with children, don't want to hear the screaming. That's not being rude. That's being honest. And because... there's a word that should be used in all of these cases. Mm -hmm. If you come at somebody, it is usually because in some way or somehow they are infringing on something in your life. They yeah. are either infringing the ability for you to have a nice dinner. Mm -hmm. They are infringing the ability for your friend to feel comfortable or okay. Right. They are infringing on being mean to your friend or mm -hmm. someone that you care about. So if you're not infringing, Ori is not the person that's just going to no. come at you. And like, yes, I have make jokes all the time. I'm not like, I'm not a huge fan of children. They're not my favorite thing. But I do have a bunch of kids that I do love. And if I see like a kid in a restaurant being cute and sitting there calling, I'm like, oh my God, they're so good. They're so whatever. My, my neighbor, and I'm also friends with her. She has two children that I love and they're awesome and they sometimes they're outside and they're screaming and whatever and it's funny to me. I'm not like a horrendous person. I'm just being honest because when I'm going out to eat, I don't want to hear it. And I think some people will be like, well, I'm not going to say anything because people are going to think you I'm know, rude. And it's also, I think if you're at Chuck E. Cheese, sure. have at it. Let the kids go crazy. I don't expect to walk into Chuck E. Cheese and be like, okay, let's sit down now, everybody, and let's discuss, you know, religion. I don't no. expect that. But I do think as parents, we need to say, you know what? Yeah, IHOP is a family restaurant, but just because it's labeled a family restaurant does not mean that you it's give not a your kids carte blanche to scream and carry. It's not Dave and Buster's. You have to start from when they are super young to teach children how to behave in public. Mm-hmm. That's and important. Another thing, too, is like, especially all the places that I live, like, I have even seen children in restaurants that are way above where they should be hibachi restaurants i do not think that just makes me too nervous right there's hot hot fire like flame, right there right there at the table that's that's a more adult restaurant we've gone to um fondue restaurants oh where you know they you cook the food right on your table they bring you the fondue that's not for children no. if it's a sports bar that's not for children. You have to remember in sports bars, there's always going to be people watching games, drinking, using, you know, cussing, screaming, drinking, smoking, all those things. Not if it says bar, that right there should tell you not for my kid. And even if they serve 
kids' food. Not a good idea. You know, so that's that's a big part. Like of it. I said, and there are so many things that I say. It's like the time everybody got mad at me that I made a comment about, like, how I like my Instagram to be. And people were like, that's so mean that you said, like, that if my Instagram isn't, like, aesthetically pleasing, it means I'm sloppy. It does. If you are, like, a messy person, you will have a messy Instagram. It, it It's just a fact. Again, I like to be very on brand all the time. I know it may be a problem for some right, people. Right, and we were talking about the other day saying about when you go out. And you yes. Watch, you know, you should always put your best foot forward. But I thought it was very important that our listeners and that people that often challenge Oriana or think that she's just going around being mean 24-7. She's not. No. And... I am the first person to tell her when she is being mean. Yes, I have always. said to her several times, don't say that. That's mean. Or you're being mean. But in everyday life, when she's expressing an opinion or standing up for someone or saying, you know, you're this or you're that, that is an honest opinion. And you're all entitled to those honest opinions as well. I wouldn't think of you people as being mean. You know, mean. Right. And I, I don't care. If you criticize me, I can accept criticism. I'm more sensitive about it than Oriana. But if it's honest criticism, I mean, if you say to me, you know what, I have a friend that experienced what you talked about, and I felt like you hurt my feelings with it, I get that. But do not come to me and say, I don't like what you said the last time, just because I don't like you and I think you're a know-it-all. That's being mean. Right. 100%. When you come to say something to somebody about being mean, be factual. Say, you know, um, I'm really tall, and you said... All tall girls are bitches, which, of course, no one would say that, but right. well, at least Ori wouldn't say that. But if you come to somebody with that, have a fact, because otherwise you're just arguing with nonsense, and that it doesn't make much sense. So now we're going to talk about my mom's personality and why that sometimes is perceived as rude, because she did talk about it in another podcast. Someone told her they think she's bipolar. Right, they said they think I'm bipolar. Because she's moody. But, uh, I'm moody. But my thing that I'm going to talk about is ever since I was very young, when I was young, I was called precocious. And when I got older, I was called snobby. And the snobby really started to bother me. As a kid, I had no idea what precocious meant until my mother kind of sat me down and said, you know, you're very bright and very verbal. And I was that person that as a child was very interested in the things that most children are not interested in. So I was a little bit before my time. I like to think of it now as an old soul. I was very, 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 very mature. What happens now is when I start to become a teenager into adulthood, I would have people call me snobby all the time. And at first I thought it was because I lived in New York City, the Upper East Side, I went to private school, um, I was an only child, and then I started to realize it had nothing to do with material things. It had everything to do with the fact that I am quiet and introverted. And people always assume, because I am not super friendly or super talkative when they meet me, or super into the life of the party, I'm being a snob. Like, I'm acting like I'm too good for everyone. And all it is is my inability to feel comfortable in situations. My inability to just come right in and be like, hey, that's not me. 
I have to get to know everyone on my terms. You can't come at me with a million questions. Um, I'm not that razzle-dazzle person. And I think that is where finally I realized it came from. People view me as snobby when I'm quiet and I'm introverted. Um, when Ori was younger, she used to go into New York City with me because we lived on Long Island now. And she would take acting lessons and I would go with my mom. My mother, my daughter, and myself would go in every Saturday. And every Saturday, we would drop her off at, at her acting class. And my mother and I would go to lunch or we'd go have breakfast or we'd walk around, we'd go shopping. My mother would meet a thousand people. Mm -hmm. She'd have a thousand conversations. And I always noticed while she was having this conversation, they'd look over at me who was saying absolutely nothing. And they'd give me this look like, mm, what's wrong with her? And they kind of walk away with this look like, mm, what a bitch. And again, I thought how funny that Ori is thought of being so bitchy and mean for this. And I'm almost the same thing, but for a completely different reason. Now, you can weigh in on my quietness. Okay, yeah. First of all, I, and I think this is with anybody, with any personality type out there, is until you know somebody, do not pass judgment on them because it is a personality thing. For instance, I can't take it personally that in the morning my mother is not super talkative. Like, you can't try to, like, lure her into speaking too early. Like, it just doesn't happen. Like, don't do it. Um, another thing is she is fairly moody. And every emotion that she feels is to, like, a real extreme. Like, she could have a problem with one thing and then it becomes another. She starts snowballing shit. It gets really, <laughs> it gets crazy. You kind of have to let me talk. At my own, own. Pace. She has to kind of do everything in her own terms. She cannot be like, kind of like, come oh. on, like, let's do this. Yeah. It has to all be on her own terms and, all the time. And I realize like that people really think like, who do you think you are? Really, that is the worst thing you could say to me because I'm so not that person. Right, she's not. I, I am not that person that you can't talk to. I'm just shyer. I, and, I, and I'm not really shy because I don't like to use the word shy. I'm sort of like arm's distance. Stay there. And when I want to get And I'm going to be 100%. There. This is even with people that she likes. Yeah. Because I've I've told her that she's doing it to people. That like because there's people I know like they're not going to say it to her because, you know, that's kind of a lot to say. My mom is kind of keeping everything like mm, no, like not that close. And I not like everything controlled. Everything's controlled. I don't want everybody hooping and hollering. I want to be like Let's have fun quietly in a nice, Do you know, like, there's, there are times if, like, I'm talking or my dad's talking, she's like, oh, my God, you're so loud. And my mom speaks in, like, a mouse voice. I always, we're always fixing her voice in, before we post this. And I this. feel like I'm screaming. Okay, right you're not because on the microphone you sound like, oh. And everyone's like, what? What is she saying? When I send, because I send some of my friends the unedited podcast because, if I talk about them or I just want them to hear it. And one time someone was like, why is your, is your mom have a sore throat? Like why she talks so low? I'm like, no, that's like her mouse voice. But, but like she just doesn't. And if you laugh too loud, she's like, oh my God, stop it. I don't like any attention called to me or a situation that I'm in. And I Which get, is funny that you birthed to me. Yeah. It, it's so weird because she is the epitome of the opposite of me being the only child and her being the only child. But I also realized this was a problem in my own family. Like, the, <laughs> the members of 
my family, other than my mother and father, and my parents both have very large extended families. They had lots of brothers and sisters and cousins and all that. And they would all say, oh, she's such a snob. Like, I would hear them. I would come into the room, and they'd have friends over or other cousins, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, she's here. She's such a snob. And I'm not. I'm just so uncomfortable coming into a situation. One, because I think you're going to hurt my feelings. And you do. You usually do. Two, because you're going to make a big deal and fuss, and I don't like that. And three, because now I'm going to be in a situation with a bunch of people, including family, that is so loud. I mean, my family is Italian and Irish, and they're loud. And I was always, my mother said, I was always sitting at the table at my grandparents' houses with my hands over my ears. Because if you've been to an Italian dinner in a family on a Sunday, <laughs> it's like, ring the bell and here come the hogs. Ring the bell and, and here come the like, hogs. And everybody's like, pass there, pass that. It's like, where's the bird? Where's that? And I'm like, oh, my God. I, and what's and I really funny is like anything to look bad. Like. Both of your parents had such huge personalities. I know. It was difficult. And then there's my father who is loud and he talks to everyone all the time. He could become best friends with someone that's like, that like sold her the washer and dryer. And it I could be like know, a real experience. Not, so don't take this. There could be a person that comes to my door that is deaf and blind. And my dad would be he talking. He won't even to notice. Because he's because talking. He's already had already. a conversation with Everybody, them. if like people come to like fix the boiler, if there's any sort of repairs, the person that does the landscaping, he can start a conversation and just keep on you know, going. I'm the person like when they come to open the pool or close the pool. I'm like, if you need me, I'm in the house. If you'd like a drink, just let There's me There's my dad outside in the backyard asking them questions. So, do you know my friend so-and-so? And it's yeah. like a whole thing. So and like, hard for and I'm a real attention whore. Because, you know, everyone likes to talk about it. So, I'll just put it out there. I'm a real attention whore. Um, I like to be noticed all the time. I like crazy fun. Like, I don't like any sort of controlled fun. You know, I danced on a table when I was at my 13th birthday. My mother wanted to die. Right. Um, yeah. So, basically what we're telling you is, here's two people that have been misconstrued as being bitchy, mm -hmm. or bitches, or mean, for two entirely different reasons, and neither one of them are true. So, we just hope that by showing you this, you will look at not just us, but everyone that you meet and say, you know what? I might not mm -hmm. be perceiving them correctly right off the bat. And also, let me get to know a little. Talk to the people around you because my mom and I have so many conversations. And even last night, she made a statement to be to me about a part of my personality. And I was like, wow, that really is something that's like informative because I, I didn't think you, like that. What's good about being the way that I am, it makes me very observant. Mm -hmm. So I get to learn a lot that I can even help people with. And with Ori being so blunt... I get to almost see how easily it is to say something and not be upset that you said it or someone said something back to you. So yeah. there's always something good about what we perceive as our negative qualities. Always. But we're just saying take a step back, talk to somebody, get to know them a little bit before you right away assume something about their personality. So if you'd like to connect with both of us, our social media is listed down below. Also, please make sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We post new video, new videos. We post new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but we tape on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And again, go back in previous ones if you want to enter a contest to win something cute 
for my Halloween birthday celebration. The contest ends on October 31st at midnight. Until next time, everybody. Don't be so judgmental and stay cozy.